is Abigail Jacobs, and welcome back to my podcast, Adventures with Abigail. This is episode 11, season 2 of my podcast, and in this episode, I'm going to be talking about evangelism. So as you all know, or if you've been listening to this podcast for a little while, you should be aware that I'm um, a pretty big evangelism, spreading the gospel advocate. I really strongly believe that all Christians are called to spread the gospel, and it's not just a missionary's job to share the good news, but it's also the job of any Christian. Um, Young, old, female, male, it doesn't matter who you are. If you're a Christian, I believe that you have been called to spread the gospel. And that doesn't mean that you need to go to the most extreme Muslim country and spread the gospel. Maybe it means that your mission field is your workplace or your school or your home. You know, mission fields look different for everybody, but I really strongly believe that as Christians, it's important for all of us to spread the gospel. Um, so that's kind of the topic of today's episode. I don't really have like, I don't, I don't know. I just felt like God kind of laid this on my heart and I just wanted to talk about outreach and evangelism and spreading the gospel. Um, so we'll see where this goes. <laughs> um, I guess, first off, I just want to talk about comfort zones a little bit. Um, The church today is very, 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 very pleaser, or friend, what is it? Um, What's it called whenever they, like, please the audience? I forget what it's called. I think it's called, like, pleaser friendly or something like that. I'm not sure. Um, But the church today is very, like, keeping everybody comfortable and... Um, making sure that everyone feels at home and loved, which is not a bad thing. It's, it's important for the church to make sure that the people, uh, feel valued and feel like they're a part of the body. Um, but I think that it can get dangerous whenever we become lazy and we are just comfortable at church. There's nothing that... There's never a message that makes us feel uncomfortable. There's never any, like, um, like growth or any, um, you know, like, keeping people accountable or talking about real things. Um, I think that can become very dangerous because we, as Christians, we're not called to live in our comfort zones. That's not, like... That's not what being Christian means. It doesn't mean that you're going to be comfortable all the time. In fact, Jesus says that, like, following him is not the easiest way. Following Christ is not the most comfortable path to walk down. It's not the most fancy or, um, like, relaxed road to follow. Um, So we need to understand that as Christians, that we're not supposed to live in our comfort zones. And when when we become comfortable, we start to get lazy. And then when we get lazy, we compromise. So we start to compromise on our relationship with the Lord. We compromise on our character. We compromise on our passions. You know, when, when we live in our comfort zones, we're okay with not being extreme. And the Bible says, it's, it's, the Bible is very, very clear that 
God does not like lukewarm Christianity. He either wants hot or cold, but if you're lukewarm, he will spit you out. And so when we be, when we become comfortable in our our little boxes and we just settle down and we're like, oh, this is a nice place to be, you know, like I love God, but I'm not like, you know, like I'm not uncomfortable. I'm not doing anything that's scary. I'm not like, I'm not telling people about Christ. I'm not praying for people that I feel like I'm supposed to pray for, but I'm comfortable where I am. That is so dangerous because that can very quickly turn into lukewarm Christianity and we're not called to be lukewarm. Um, so we need to, we need to be able to throw our comfort aside as Christians. We need to be able to be okay with not being comfortable. And like, for me, I have been doing missions with YWAM for over a year now. Um, I'm currently in St. Louis, so I'm not doing any missions right now. But in the past, there have definitely been things that have made me very uncomfortable. And there's been times that I've been super uncomfortable. And, like, it, I don't know how to explain it. Even though you're so uncomfortable, the fact that you're doing it with God makes it so enjoyable. Like, I, I know that for some people, when they think about the idea of, talking to a random person in Walmart about Christ, it can, it can sound scary. I mean, it's scary for me too, honestly, but even like the smallest things like just praying for somebody at the gas station, even though it's so uncomfortable, it's so rewarding and so beautiful and so enjoyable because you're doing it with God. And I... I don't want to scare people and say, get out of your comfort zone. Comfort zones are dangerous. But, like, get out of your comfort zones, guys. It's worth it. There's so much growth and there's so much passion and power and faith that can come out of you being willing to branch out of your comfort zone. Um, so, we need to, in order to be able to effectively evangelize, we need to throw away our, um, comfort zone. And we also need to throw away our worries of what other people will think of us. Um, our image literally doesn't matter, guys. Like, it, if you compare your life to eternity, like, the average lifespan of an American, I think is maybe, like, it might not even be in the 60s. It might be in the 50s. Let me look it up. Um, let's see. Okay, okay, it's a little bit more. But the average lifespan of an American is 78 years. So, uh, compare 70, 60, 80 years to eternity. Like, it, it doesn't even make a dent in eternity, guys. It doesn't, it doesn't matter what people think of us. We're gonna be gone just in a snap like that. Like, we, I really, really, really highly believe that if you are able to throw away your worries of what other people will think of you, um, you can, I don't know, I, at least for me, once I was able to get over the fear of what other people thought of me, I was able to do so much more with God and grow so much more and 
I was able to pray for so many more people and speak to random people in Walmart. Sometimes, guys, I'll be walking around, like, a grocery store, and all of a sudden I'll feel like God tells me to pray for somebody there. And it's beautiful, guys. It's it's so scary, and it's so uncomfortable because I have to walk over and be like, hey, um, so I'm a Christian, and I feel like God told me to pray for you. And it's really awkward, but it's so fun because we're doing it with God. Oh, my gosh, guys. I I wish that... I could just give you some of my passion for evangelism. Um, but you don't need to believe me. You can believe the Bible. There are over a hundred different verses in the Bible that reference evangelism and spreading the gospel. It's, it's a very important thing to God. And we understand from the original Greek language um, that whenever a phrase or a word or the same like sentence was repeated more than once, it emphasized it. So in the original Greek language, if they were trying to make something have emphasis, they would say it again or they would write it again. Um, so like if somebody back then was saying, I really like cheeseburgers and they wanted their friend to know how much they liked cheeseburgers, they would say, I really like cheeseburgers. I really like cheeseburgers. And then if they really, 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 really like cheeseburgers, they might say, I really like cheeseburgers. I really like cheeseburgers. I really like cheeseburgers. So the more times you emphasize something, the more impact it carries. So the fact that there are over a hundred Bible verses in the Bible that reference evangelism or sharing the gospel shows us that it is an important topic that we're not supposed to disregard. Um, Mark 16 verse 15 says, and he said to them, go into all the world and proclaim the gospel to the whole of creation. Um, some versions say, go into all the world and proclaim the gospel to all, to all living creatures. Um, I think it's kind of funny that some of the versions say all living creatures, because I'm just imagining somebody, like, preaching to some dogs or something, or, like, some cats. But, like, seriously, guys, like, the Bible is saying have have so much passion about evangelism that you're even preaching to the plants. Like, go, go praise the Lord and proclaim his name to literally everything that you come in contact with. Um, and don't worry what people think about you. It doesn't matter. Our lives are literally just the blink of an eye. Like, our lives have so little significance, guys. So little significance. Like, th my, my lifetime is nothing to God. I'm, I'm just a speck of dust to God. And I'm not saying that because I think that God doesn't even care about me. God loves me so much. But but the fact that I am just a speck of dirt, I it's humbling to think about, guys. Like, humble yourselves to realize that your lives don't even matter. And I'm not, I hope that you guys are understanding me correctly. I'm not saying your life doesn't matter. Like, your life is so valuable. But at the exact same time, in comparison to eternity, our life has no meaning. I really hope you guys are understanding what I'm saying. I'm not saying that you guys are just a piece of trash, but we're nothing. And yet God still chooses to love us. And yet God still chooses to use us. And, and yet God still chooses to speak to us. Guys, I wish that you guys, uh, I wish that you guys are, I hope you're understanding me and I hope that I'm making sense.
Um, Matthew 28, verses 19 through 20 say, Go therefore and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all that I have commanded you. And behold, I am with you always to the end of age. So Matthew 28, at the end, it says, I am with you always. And before that, it says, go and make disciples. So through this verse, we understand that when we are doing evangelism, God is with us. The Lord goes with us. He goes before us and after us whenever we are doing anything. So why not evangelize? Like, I, if we, if we are, if we humble ourselves and we recognize that our lives have no meaning, it doesn't matter what people think of me. I'm going to be gone in 50 years, maybe. I would say I have about 50 more years. I'm 19 right now. I'll be in my 70s. Maybe I have 60 more years, maybe 70 years if I'm lucky. That's not that much time. Like, I, I know it sounds like such a large amount of time, but time is nothing to God. God is literally, God exists outside of time. God does not experience time. And so for me, 50, 60, 70 years, like that's, a, that's, that doesn't even compare to God. I, we, I cannot comprehend it and I cannot explain it, but I'm telling you guys that the amount of time that I have left on this earth I want to be using every single second of it living for the Lord because when it's all said and done, when I die, when I go to heaven, do I want to be able to say, oh yeah, I went to college for eight years. I got an amazing degree. I had so much debt until I was in my fifties and I had an amazing career. I had so many kids and all this stuff. I made so much money and I accumulated so much so much wealth and I do I want to be able to say all of that or when I get to heaven do I want to be able to say Lord I didn't go to college I didn't have a career but I lived every single second of my life for you and I evangelized to anybody that I came into contact with and I preached your name guys I for me I don't know about you guys and I don't want to force my opinions on you and I don't want to like, I don't want you guys to feel condemned through this. Please understand that I'm not saying that. I'm not saying that careers are less valuable. Sometimes God calls people to a specific career so that they can evangelize in that career. I know, like, my dad was called specifically to lead a business. He wasn't called to be a missionary. And he's doing, he's leading a business like God called him to do. And he, you know, he's evangelizing to his employees and people that he works with. And that's amazing. Um, but please, please understand the times that we're living in. I am not an eschatologist. Eschatology is the study of the end times. Um, I'm not an eschatologist. I would rather stay away from eschatology for the most part, um, because the Bible says that we know not the time nor the hour. Um, so I don't think there's much, I don't think there's much reason to try and figure out if we're in the end times or not because we will not know um but i think anybody who has been paying attention to the news and the world guys we're having a pandemic the first pandemic like ever 
okay, maybe the Black Plague might count, but that was only Europe. Like, this is, the entire world is having this problem. Um, we are in such a different time right now than the world has ever seen, and so why not evangelize? Why not? What good reason can you think of to not tell everybody that you see about Jesus? What good reason can you think of to not be constantly praying for the people that you come into contact with? Like, there is no good reason, guys. Um, yeah. Matthew 9, verses 37 through 38 says, And then he said to his disciples, The harvest is plentiful, but the laborers are few. Therefore, pray earnestly to the Lord of the harvest to send out laborers into his harvest. This Bible verse is talking, the harvest is talking about, like, getting more people to convert to Christianity. Um, and it's saying the laborers are few, as there are not. There are more people in the world that need to be evangelized to than there are people in the world that are doing the evangelism. And that's not a bad thing. That's just... That's just how it is. There are more people in the world that need to hear the gospel than there are people that are sharing the gospel. Um, so if you, you personally are not called into missions, then pray for more missionaries. Pray for God to send out more Christians into the mission fields to do evangelism and to, to, to be a missionary, guys. Um, yeah, I, again, in the beginning, I said that I think that all Christians have been called to a lifestyle of being a missionary, and that can look different for everybody. Some, some Christians feel called to stay in their hometown and do evangelism through their business or their school. Some people feel called to go to a different state. Some people feel called to go to a different country. It looks different for everybody. But just because you personally do not feel like you're called to go be a missionary in Iran or something doesn't mean that you get an automatic pass to not do missions in the city that you're living in. Um, the Bible is very clear that it's not, it's not just the special Christians that get to do ministry or missionary work. It's, it's all Christians, guys. Um... I think that evangelism and outreach are a very, very key part of the church, and we have neglected it a lot. Um, the After Christ died and after he went back to heaven, um, a very key part of the early church was discipleship, and I think that we lack that a lot, a lot, a lot. Um, the church is not supposed to look like... I. I don't know. I personally believe that the church is not supposed to look like the way that it does look these days. And I'm not saying that all churches in the entire world have it wrong. I have definitely seen some churches that are doing amazing things. I know that my church is doing amazing things. Um, but I think that we have really neglected the discipleship aspect of Christianity. We're called to go out and make disciples in all the world. So why aren't we? Um, We need to, we need to have an awakening, a revival, a reminder of how important spreading the gospel is. 
um, the great the great commission uh, applies to everybody. It does not just apply to missionaries. I know I'm repeating myself a lot. I'm sorry. <clears throat> um, but yeah. So, I want to ask you guys a question. What do you have to lose by telling a random person at the gas station that Jesus loves them? What do you have to lose? What do you have to lose by praying for somebody at Target? What? The only thing that I could think of would be being made fun of or maybe getting it wrong and making a fool of yourself. But it doesn't matter. It doesn't it doesn't matter what people think of us. It doesn't matter what we look like, our image, our not none of that matters. It's not I don't know. Don't be afraid to be called hardcore. I know that I can come off as a super intense, super extreme, super hardcore person and I've ha I have um tried to tame myself and I used to be a lot worse than I am now um but don't be afraid to be called hardcore don't be afraid to be called extreme it's it's not a bad thing to be an on fire for god christian we I feel like we have a society nowadays where it's like just be calm at church just you know just be passive and calm and complacent and no that's not what we're called to we're not called to be lukewarm we're not called to be peaceful i mean i mean we are called to be peaceful in times of peace but there are also times of war and we are living in a time of war guys we're called to be on fire for god guys i pray for yourselves to be filled with passion to be filled with the burning of the Holy Spirit, guys. I I cannot explain to you how important it is that you allow Holy Spirit to set you on fire. And I'm not saying literally. I'm not saying go jump in a furnace or something. No, don't do that. But pray for yourselves. It's not a bad thing to pray for yourself. I pray for myself all the time that God would give me wisdom and that he would give me passion and that he would give me strength and energy. It's not a bad thing to pray for yourself. So be praying for yourself to have more passion and more fire for the Lord because it's so worth it. And nothing else matters. Literally nothing else matters. Our, As I was saying earlier, our lives are just a speck of dirt. Nothing else matters besides furthering the kingdom of God. Nothing else matters. A college degree does not matter more than furthering the kingdom of God. A career does not matter more than furthering the kingdom of God. Your family does not matter more than furthering the kingdom of God. Nothing, nothing matters more than the furthering the kingdom of God. Nothing on earth can ever compare to what is happening in the heavenly realms, guys. Nothing on earth can compare to what God has in store for you. Nothing. And there are so many things here on earth that are distracting 
and so many things here on earth that we want. We want money. We want fame. We want clothing. We want recognition. We want love. None of that matters more than what God has in store for you. So be willing to sacrifice your comfort. Be willing to sacrifice your money. Be willing to sacrifice your sleep. Be willing to sacrifice your food. Be willing to sacrifice your friends, your family. Guys, be willing to sacrifice anything for Christ. Anything. And I'm not saying that God is asking everybody to kill one of their family members and then become a follower of Jesus. I'm not saying that. But have a heart of willingness to sacrifice anything for God. Nothing is, nothing matters, guys. My life does not matter. My friends do not matter. Nothing matters. And I'm not saying that I don't care about my life and I don't care about my friends. I love living. I love this life that I have. I love my family. I love my friends. Guys, I'm just saying that it's all going to be gone before we know it everything all of this world is going to be gone before we know it so why not spend whatever we have left here on earth and use it for god why not there's no reason it's time to wake up it's it's time it's time church it's time to wake up and go to war now is not the time for us to hunker down and pray that God protects us from COVID and God protects us from World War III and God protects us from the election or civil war or Antifa or whatever. It's not time to hunker down and be afraid. Now is the time to wake up and fight. And I'm not saying wake up politically and I'm not saying wake up physically or emotionally. I'm saying wake up spiritually. Wake up spiritually. Repent of your laziness. It's time for us to repent of our ignorance. It's time for us to repent of our lukewarmness. And it's time to start preaching the good news. It's time to make a change. And we need to make it now. I'm not saying that we need to wait a year, or we need to wait until the elections, or we need to wait until COVID's done. No! There's no waiting. There's no waiting for furthering the kingdom of God. Okay, I hope I didn't scare any of you guys with my intense talking. Um... But instead, I hope that I help, I hope that I stirred something in you, that my words awoken something within you. I really, really pray that you guys would be invigorated and emboldened by listening to this. And um, yeah, I'm just going to pray right now, actually. Lord, I pray for whoever is listening to this podcast right now. And I ask that you would just cover them in your love, God, and in your peace, and in your comfort, Lord. 
Um, And I ask that you would just fill them with a fire of the Holy Spirit, God, that you would arise something within them. The Bible says, awaken, oh, you sleepers, arise, oh, you slumbering bones. It's time to wake up. And so I speak that in to whoever's listening to this right now, that you would just begin to stir something within their souls, Lord that they would just feel such a passion for you right now, God, and that you would give them so much faith, God. Give them so much faith and so much energy to further your kingdom, Lord. In the name of Jesus, amen. Thank you guys for listening to this. I know it was much shorter than my normal podcast episodes and um, pretty preachy. So I'm sorry if you guys felt like you were being preached at or something. Um, But yeah, I hope that you guys think about my episode. Think about what I've said. You don't have to agree with me. I don't, I don't care if you guys agree with me or not. It doesn't matter to me because nothing matters. (laughs) Um, But really think about what I said and pray about it. And ask God if you are called to more than just a normal life. If you're called to more than just a regular, normal, average life. Um, so yeah, I hope you guys have a good rest of your day and thank you for listening. Bye!